0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are,
1: you now, are now listening, listening, to, to, listening to, to the War the report. report Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, night. War. war. Rroom. 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 With, your host, with your host, Caesar, Caesar Walker. Walker.
2: It's your boy, Caesar Walker. I got my boys with me.
1: Mike, Mike. G-G.
2: Get your weight up, strength
3: and conditioning, development.
1: Ice Jones! Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be be real! Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? ready? Because we are now now locked locked and and loaded for the Wednesday Wednesday Night night. War Room. Let's go! War
2: Eagle, ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the latest and greatest war room. <laughs> Guys, it's six days. It's six days. T-minus six days to spring practice, to some type of football, relevant football oh news. Oh, man, I can't yeah, we wait. We are here, guys. We are here. And, and as y'all are joining again, y'all know what to do. Yeah. Just get the necessary stuff out of the way. Shout hey. out. We got the I'm new... Saying. Put some got
0: sanitizer new. on coming come into in place, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, oh, yeah, my bad. We got a new... new Shout out bro. to the... My bro. man is well, out there. I see you, my boy.
2: Yeah. My boy. So, Y'all know what to do, man. Listen, smash Eddie the like button. A new intro. Hey, the new listen, intro.
3: listen, listen. So, uh, uh, self, uh shameless self promotion. I'm, I'm just being all
0: rude. I'm over talking, <laughs> season man. My bad, but go ahead. Mike. I'm uh, not here. Go ahead.
3: Uh, uh
2: <laughs>
3: shameless self promotion. Uh, uh, to the extent, burner account. We appreciate you guys. As uh, always. Dr. Doom, Thank you, We appreciate yeah. you. Yes, listen. Uh, I do all the editing on the show uh, yeah. and, and creative work. Ike is on the graphics, uh, and that is actually B-Will's voice, announcer voice. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we have a lot of internal production skill. Uh, And to the extent that you guys actually donate to our channel, you allow us to be able to yeah. continue doing such things. So I'm just going to take this time real quick. We appreciate the Super Chats, but you can go hit that GoFundMe Get yes, the sir. About section on our channel page, and you can donate there. We get we see more of the GoFundMe money than we do the Super Chats. YouTube takes forty five percent, so uh, I don't think they need the help. They're not financially hurting, <laughs> so
2: uh, they definitely uh, that helping us. Tough.
3: So YouTube, we appreciate you
0: very much. Those of you who are on Facebook, we appreciate y'all too. Exactly. But you know, Facebook ain't breaking us off no coins yet. Facebook, you know, Mark, mm-hmm. if you're listening out there through your algorithms, you know, toss us a couple of dollars. We'll be so, even
3: necessary. To the extent that you guys continue with your generosity, which uh, we definitely appreciate. Uh, We take those dollars and we put that back into the product that you get every week. So uh, I'm glad you guys enjoy uh, that intro. Uh, Your generosity allows that to be able to happen.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Indeed. For sure. As as you were
0: saying, my man,
2: man. Guys, listen, if you're coming in, announce yourself, please smash that like button. Give us a War Eagle if you're Auburn family. If not, and you're just passing through, drop your location, your city. Let us know where you're watching this from. Shout out to Aaron. Yes, sir. Hey, you see yeah, what hearts is going to bring to the plains. So are we, brother. So yes, are sir. we. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, I guess we should just get into the show, shall we? Let's do it. I guess uh, we got some news that's kind of unrelated to Auburn football. That uh, I guess no, can definitely. be relevant to you know. Is it uh, it's not really related, no, but not really. it could be but in a roundabout it could, it could way. You know, what I'm saying if we it was could. running the
0: speed sweep, it might. Never mind. <laughs> that's, I, that, that, that. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon to make that joke. Too
2: soon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Listen. Listen. There is a Hush Blackwell report that was recently. Uh, put out there in the in the in the in the world about some mishandled uh, issues at LSU that also implicated former coach Les Miles. And as we all know, he got or well, him and the university agreed to part ways, uh, followed today by the athletic director being let go. Mm. Um, so, as you know, guys, that was in this report, there was frequent. There was a lot of sexual misconduct complaints being filed and mishandled, and uh, definitely has put LSU under a microscope. I'm not sure what's gonna what's gonna come of it, but just want initial thoughts from you guys. What are y'all thinking about this situation that LSU?
3: Yeah, this is why running a clean program matters, and doing things the right way matters. What did Harson say in his video? We're gonna do things the right way. So he could, I hope, he
0: could just mean he's going to cheat better than other people. But maybe. Right.
3: <laughs> but this. Yeah. This, this, this what do you not, mean
0: the right way? This right? is not
3: about cheating. This is about integrity. No, no uh, in 100%. terms of this is this uh, is way character. different
0: than the Tennessee situation. Right. To right. me, this is Penn State. Right. This is this is a whole
3: different ball yeah. game that
0: we're in. Or um, this, is, this
1: is Baylor. Like Baylor. Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Listen, this yeah. is football became way more important than life. Right. Uh, and, and they forgot that they didn't keep things in perspective. And, I, you know, Darius Geis was at the center of a lot of this stuff. Um, and to the extent that it is related to Auburn is depending on what the NCAA decides here in terms of retroactively punishing LSU for those things that happened. This could devastate their program for the
2: next five to six years.
3: We've seen Shout this. out
2: to Corey Wright. Yeah, watching from Alaska. Alaska. I mm-hmm. think this is the first yeah. right there. Uh, shout nah, out! No, no, no. She's some. with us.
0: She's with yeah, us. I say she. She's been in here she's... from Alaska before. Yeah,
2: unless there's more than one Alaska person that's been yeah. watching. We definitely have Alaska, Hawaii. I just want to shout out anybody watching from Alaska. Right, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: Appreciate oh, that. I'm,
0: I'm gonna start. Maybe I'm gonna put like a little thing back here on my wall that's like a map, and every time we get a new state, I'm gonna put a pin on it. See if we can touch right. all 50 states with Auburn fans before
3: that'll the be dope. Today. Listen, nobody curse. My mom's in here tonight, so you're here. Where are you mom? You
0: the only person.
2: Wait,
3: you got to worry about you? The
0: only to be nobody on the show for <laughs> you.
1: That's a
2: lie. That's a lie.
3: That's, that's a, a lie. lie? That's a lie. That's a no lie. Who else Cusses on the show? I'm going. I'm going to replay the tape <laughs> you on the tape. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, to. we we
1: all we we, we mm. have our moments. Well,
2: but. well, Mother Gibbs almost said a prayer on the show,
1: so I'm your favorite right now. <laughs> yes, definitely a <my>
3: favorite. <laughs> um, so uh, to, again, com- coming full circle on this LSU thing and how I think it's going to be related to Auburn is 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 that again with the sanctions that may be coming to them, it's going to change the recruiting landscape in the SEC West significantly. Right now, yeah. they've been recruiting top five classes. Top eight to five classes for the last seven to eight years. So though a lot of those recruits go back into the pool. And if Harson can pull out a nine-win season this season, or even a ten-win season this season, he starts to take priority in a lot of these recruits' mind that would normally go, they're going to start looking for someplace else to go. So yeah. it does matter to us mm-hmm. that they got. You know, I mean, and I don't want to underscore, again, the seriousness of the um, I don't want to undervalue the seriousness of the allegations here. Right. You know, there were people alleging sexual misconduct against, you know, players. Players. Darius Geist was at the center of a lot of this. And and this is a problem with 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 college, major college athletics. Right. Right. Football can never be more important than people's lives. And the story is a short story is, is that. It got reported over and over and over again, and and, and it was either mishandled or just flat out flat dismissed.
0: Out yeah, mm-hmm.
3: right. And that can, yeah. that's the stuff that cannot happen at Auburn. So, to the extent that uh, I don't know to what extent or it doesn't look like he's super implicated in a lot of this. It, yeah. it sounds like it happened around him, you know. Um, but right. you know, uh, when the when the NCAA comes through and hits you with lack of institutional control, yeah. essentially what they're saying is regardless of what you knew you are still responsible right yeah that's that's why they hammered penn state Mm -hmm. right but you know what i don't care what you did or didn't know you know little kids safety was at risk and so we're going to decimate your program until you understand that you can't let this go on under your roof you need to have better checks and balances And, and 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 that's what this lesson this let this be a lesson to everybody Yo, know, I hope right. Orgeron is doing the right way now, and I hope Harson is seeing this, and, and 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 you know, not that he wouldn't be taking it ser- this sort of thing seriously, but I, ho- I just hope it's a healthy reminder to everybody that you know, uh, 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 football can never become so important that you're willing to just completely sacrifice your belief system and your morals. You yeah. just can't. Right. So that's that that's right. how I think it's related. And,
0: and, to uh, and what's crazy is we have a pretty low standard for what is moral in the, the football world. But this is just like I think everyone agrees this is out of bounds. Right. Like there's right. nobody mm-hmm. who's just like, oh, that's just college sports. Right. Like that's just no. Like we can't we we can't be a part of this as a culture. Um, And, and we just kind of have to, you know, I don't want to get onto some like overall cultural morality stuff. But we we, we have to be better than that. Right. Yep. Like it's just yeah. Yeah. I think there are certain places where we know at, as a whole, it's unacceptable. And that's yeah. a line too far. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely. And, so and, the, and, the and, and thing, again, it's it's go ahead, B.
1: Well, I was gonna say what, what's probably is disappointing, but it's also really sad um, because I know that this isn't isolated. I know that LSU is not the only place this is happening. Right. I know I mean, that programs. I mean,
0: again, we just saw it at Baylor. Right. Right. We just uh, saw so. it at Baylor.
1: And really what happens is it gets so out of control in those places that it's above the, the coach lets it run rampant because let's be clear here. The coach is getting information about what's happening to his players. If a player gets arrested at 12 o'clock at night at, at a house party, that coach is getting a phone call. Right, He's no, every, He knows everybody on the team who gets in trouble from the players up to the assistant coaches. So if nothing is done, it is a conscious decision by the coach to say, we got to bury this and right. keep this guy on the field. And what, if it comes to to light in this manner, it means that it was given a pass over and over and over and over again. And that is, it's so out of control. Me always being a little cynical about what happens behind uh, closed doors in college football. I know it happens more places in LSU. They decided to let it run out of control. To Gus's credit, he said the minute anything like that happens, no, you are out of here. Like that's it. no, 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 go. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes that's,
0: that's, that's the one thing I think somebody yeah. said it in the comments, you know, for all of the misgivings we might have about Gus Malzahn and the way he managed the program from an on the field perspective. Right. Off the field. He he held the kids to the standard where it's like, listen, I'm not going to ruin your name out here in these streets, but you can't play here. anymore. Right. 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 right, right yeah. Right. right. You you right. you cannot be a member of this team and this be the behavior. Now, he he got false information on some kids and pulled the trigger a little bit. Too Javon Robinson. In some instances, right. Yeah. but Yeah. yeah. But he was like, "If it's if there is any hint of this going on, right, you're out of here. Like I just keep your like, go to class, come to practice, mm-hmm. go home, right. Mm-hmm. All so, the rest of this stuff. If you put yourself in the position where it might look like you did something wrong, my hands are tied. I can't do anything because I'm right. not letting that blow back on me. You got to go. Or yeah, I'm gonna yeah. sit you down for a little while, right. and if it happens right. again, you got to go. Right. Yeah. So."
3: Yeah, it is what well, it is. I'll tell you what. My mom is watching, so I'll tell you a little something she told me. She said, "Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are."
2: Right.
3: She yeah. also said there are no good things happening out in these streets after eleven o'clock. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Uh, my, to that, my, my to, dad
3: had
0: the, aid, the 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 adage of you know nothing's open after dark except legs, involving bar, bars and legs, <laughs> bars and like legs, it. right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So to that extent, you know these coaches, you know Gus sent a message that you were <sighs> responsible. Right. You are responsible (laughs) for the situations that you find yourself in. And as an athlete, as a high profile D1 college athlete, you are more susceptible to these sorts of things. If you do not choose your company wisely. Right. And keep yourself out of situations where people can falsely accuse you of things or, you know, or, or, or you get wrapped up or you're guilty by association. Right. Right? You, know, uh, right. you know, my dad's a retired police officer and sometimes he would just be like, listen, son, if somebody gets in your car, you need to know what they have on them. Exactly. Because when you yeah. get pulled over, they you they all have it. Care, no, they, they, yeah. they, you all have it in the eyes of the law. Right. Like so guilty at that point. Right. So right. These, these these college players, we find these sorts of situations happen over and over again where they've associated themselves with shady characters. They don't realize that they are now, you know, they have a high profile status. This is these these are the things that I hope that Harson is teaching our players though. Right. right. I think this is the when people say winning isn't everything, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. Integrity, you know, doing things the right way, not just on the field, but the lessons that he's going to teach these young men, because they're they're more than just coaches, they are leaders of men. And the lessons that they teach off the field are just as important as anything that they will teach in a meeting room. Right. Yeah. Right. Or coach these guys to do on Saturdays. Because you know what? Um, uh, it doesn't matter how much success you have on the field. If you go out here and you ruin your life, right. Or you get mixed up with the wrong characters or you're not teaching these, uh, 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 these players, you know, I don't want to get too preachy about consent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, and that, you know, they've been told yes, their whole lives. Right. Right. And then they get put in a situation where they're being told no, and they don't know how to handle no. Yeah. Right. Because everybody just tells them, yes, all the time. You're the greatest. You're this. And by this point, their ego
2: is incredibly inflated and they don't even know how to handle it. And that's how that's how
0: most of those guys get in trouble in college, is that they have been the center of attention their entire life. They're not used to having to be accountable for actions because they were the star athlete at their high school and people just kept letting them get away with stuff. When they initially got to college, people were letting them get away. So let me be clear about something, too, while we're going down this whole rant about LSU. I am not trying to claim some moral high ground in regards to what Auburn football or Auburn athletics is. You know, I (laughs) know I don't know what the underbelly of Auburn athletics exists and could be. Um, But I will say this. If you, if we heard about something like this happening at Auburn, I would be just as thrown off by it. Right. Like, so it's not a uh, look at LSU. They're so terrible. And they're over there doing this and this and that. It is what it is. Listen there again, there's a line too far where some stuff you can say like, OK, we know a lot of major programs have a ton of kids getting played under the table. I right. don't I don't get shocked when I hear about that. We made fun right. of Tennessee just because of the stupid way in which they were doing it. But it's not shocking news to hear kids are getting, getting paid. Right. Right. Yeah. It is a again, that's just that one bridge too far. Where It's like, OK, listen, look, all right. Paying a kid to play football. OK, I get that this. We can't be doing this, guys. Come on. Right. Like, let's yeah. let's have some integrity. Like myself, yeah. just the integrity.
3: If your coach is doing a good job, if our coach is doing a good job, we're never coming here on a Wednesday night to talk about things not related to football. Right. Right. Even in the offseason. Yeah. I just want to come here and talk about Bo, man. I don't want to talk about all this kind of stuff. Right?
1: <laughs> so you admit. You admit you like talking about Bo. <laughs> so, I just want to I mean, but, but, yeah, to, to right. so Ike's point, yeah, I want to, to talk Ike's about point.
2: Yeah. And and that's good. You mentioned that because it's not about being on a high horse. It's just a teachable moment if you choose to learn it. Right. right? And you right. can and you can learn from other people's mistakes or you can learn from your own. And it's always good to learn from other people's mistakes. And, you know, to right. the point we're making, what what are other schools around the SEC? What are they learning from this situation? Right. How are they going to handle it? it better? Right. You know what?
0: That The, the unfortunate reality, yeah. B. Will said that it tongue in cheek, but that's usually what happens Yeah, is that when you hear when you hear and see other schools get hit with sanctions, you don't learn the lesson. We shouldn't do this. You learn. Right. Let's clean it up so people don't see our mistakes.
2: Hide right. So is that the right. new right. Right. is don't, that the new way of doing things the right way? In college football, so that's why I yes. when you
0: when you hear a coach say we're going to do things the right way, <laughs> yes. you wonder if that means we're learning how to hide our imperfections better, or if it actually means we're going to play by the rules when everyone around you who's succeeding isn't playing by the rules, and you're just like, why, right. you know, why why do I have to continue to be the 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 bottom of the barrel and and play by the rules and get bit by that when? They're getting away with it. Why shouldn't I do it too? Right. right. Everybody's cutting corners. Why shouldn't I?
3: Um, and that, I mean, that, listen, but that's, what, that's life in general, though. For what it's worth, I think that that's why Gus got eight years in spite of his non accomplishments on the football field, right? Is because there was nothing else to point to, right? Yeah, no, for sure. He couldn't have that record and have issues off the field with players consistently. Right. I think he knew that. And so he had a very short leash. For players who potentially brought that sort of negative attention to the program, and to, and to your point, I he jumped the gun a couple times on some guys who, you know, turns out they were innocent, right? You know, but but, and,
0: but that that's part of the problem too, and and this is a thing where I don't know if it was the guys, and I don't I don't want to throw nobody under the bus. Never mind. There are definitely situations that exist out there that you know have happened. And people have been repeat offenders because we've seen and heard all of this stuff, and it was just right, kind of right. swept under the rug for a while. Mm-hmm. And the question uh, in my mind goes to: Is that people hiding that from Gus, or is he kind of part of the problem too? Like there, because I know someone. If I know about it, somebody on the staff knew, right? Right. right. And so you, you know, you have to wonder how long before. Someone on the staff comes over and says to Gus, hey, listen, this is becoming a real problem. We're going to have to do something about
3: this. Love the cats. Put your phone down. <laughs> we appreciate it, though. <laughs> Super chatting we'll and driving. Down. That's some right. uh,
0: that's some good multitasking yeah, right yeah, there. Man. But, uh, Get where you're going and hit that. Listen, um, we need to give our quick uh, <laughs> saying, liability thanks. statement. We cannot be held liable for any accidents that happen while viewing mm-hmm. the war report. Um, if you get excited about something that we say and you accidentally wreck your car because you're listening while driving, that is not our responsibility. If we say something you don't like and you end up um, throwing something and breaking a TV, for instance, <laughs> that's not our fault. I was just giving that as an example. Nobody would ever break a TV, Mike. Yeah, um right. But you know, if <laughs> I put my business. I you know I do in my private time. <laughs> yeah, but nah. Uh, anyway, just kidding. Moving on. But yes, be safe out right there. Love the cats. Appreciate
3: you. Yes, he's yeah. here with us every week. Uh I like chopping to him, uh chopping up with him over on, on the drain every once in a while with JG. So yeah.
0: um shout out yeah. to our guy J G. He's gonna be over JG, here next week. There. You know next Wednesday like, night Next Wednesday. I'm a little right. early. We ain't really teasing new stuff or coming up stuff right now, but it don't matter. We was in the yeah. you we just, was around the corner from it. I figured I'd stop. Listen,
3: Spring Park practices start next Monday. Yep. Right. And then they practice Wednesday and then Wednesday night, J G will be live with us to talk about uh, what's going on down there on the practice fields. So I'm looking forward to that definitely.
2: Uh, show. Sure. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh that's on the horizon. Uh do we wanna talk about uh <laughs> is this gonna ever get over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna hear we're gonna hear that a lot next week. I yeah. say next week we're gonna have
0: a guy who could actually, you know, do that and it sounds mm-hmm. a little bit like the guy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Hey, listen, Launch Robinson, yes. uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh if yeah. you guys have not seen already, uh, we do a series called Building Report. You should go back and watch all if you if this is like one of your first times coming and checking out the War Report, first and foremost, you just need to go run down the playlist so you can see all of the uh previous episodes specifically you want to go check out previous Facts or Not episodes. There's a whole playlist of those. And you want to go check out all of the interviews we've been doing with Building Rapport. Um, that is us uh, interviewing about former players from Auburn, uh, just their experiences since then, their perspective on the current program. You want to go check those interviews out. Um, this one, the the Carl Stewart, has been one of the best ones that we've had, I, yeah, it I, I think. Um, it was between
2: that Oh,
0: just— you know, for argument's sake, what's what's y'all's favorite building rapport? And you can tell us in the comments as well, but what's the favorite one that you guys feel like we've done so far um
3: with building rapport? Yeah. Listen, uh I uh, really enjoyed Devin Aroma Shadu
0: Devin was a good when he Devin
3: yeah. is in my top three. I
0: like Ben um, Grubbs. I think I think Ben Grubbs, Devin, and this Carl Stewart one are my top three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, those are. He,
0: I, I, I could agree I, with that, yeah. Yeah, even though uh, again, there's there. I don't think any of them were bad. Nah. Uh, no, I just think that oh, uh, it all was. I, I think Ben uh, just yeah. gave us a little something different in his that was a little more heartfelt and emotional, um, and just the the knowledge. And I, I think I liked I liked Devin so much. Number
1: one, because I was actually able to be there on it. But then the was Chris, I mean, Chris Todd. I mean, again, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. The, yeah. the most educational. To break that up into two. That was the most right? educational one, Chris Todd. Yeah, like I, I Chris learned about definitely. what an, a quarterback works on. I was on listening to
2: to my, I like she go nuts <laughs> over strength and conditioning.
1: Which one was so? Which I one was, was that?
2: I was about to say. <laughs> so you like them all? <laughs> so uh, every episode, every single I'm one of them.
3: Out. Yeah, I, we'll never do an interview where I don't bring that up. John Rogers is one of our uh, Facebook converts. Uh, he watches us over. Welcome
0: on. Welcome to the. Welcome to, welcome and to came YouTube. Over to the two. We appreciate that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And somebody asked, "How do you view the previous?" Um, Building rapport. They are still on our channel. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got them broken down into uh, playlists. So if you go to our YouTube channel, you click on the playlist, you can see the Building rapport playlist and you can view all of our previous interviews, interviews that we have. Yeah. T.J. Kidd says, can we interview Cam next? If you got an inside track on getting Cam to, to <laughs> we'll hit us do. up, then we by will, all we'll means, I'm not turning do. that yeah, interview down. Yeah, listen, uh, we Junior are- Rose Green, somebody said uh, interview him. You know, listen, we can uh, we can try to pull that off. We've I think we got some feelers out to Junior Rose Green already. So we're yeah. looking to try to make that
2: happen. Um, yeah, we're trying to yeah. get some more guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, we we we've talked to a lot of guys on offense, but yeah, we're trying to balance it out with a few linebackers, defensive backs. So yeah, we're putting some fillers out there. So stay yeah, tuned, listen. guys.
3: Here, here is the here's the story of the war report. Right, as we grow, um, with you guys' as support, as our community grows, they can no longer ignore our presence in the space. Right. So, um, to the extent that you guys help us grow, uh, our your voice in conjunction with our voices, are being heard. And now people want to come to the War to to tell their story so that we can ask the real questions and not these fluffy, Auburn-friendly media questions, right? Yeah, uh, we right. are not media. So we will get to the point in these interviews, um, and we're looking forward to that. So some of these guys are starting to reach out to us. And say, hey, I saw Devin's interview. Can I do an interview with you guys? Um, uh, there's no incentive in other, they, other than they just want to tell their story and we want to hear it. Right? Right, so it. if you guys know anybody personally, listen, send them a message and say, hey,
0: check the, go send them a previous building report episode and say, you should check these out. Yeah, these guys would be really good. Have them get in touch with us and then, hey, put a bug in our ear. Say, hey, I've, I've got an inside track with such and such and we'll see if we can make it happen, man. We want to do some compelling interviews uh, with former Auburn players. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna... sure if uh, is Devin. Oh, go ahead, Caesar. No, no go, ahead. Be... go ahead. You go ahead. I'm not sure if Devin Dawson is on. He asked about this, uh, gosh, a couple of weeks ago and I promised him I was going to do it. But I forgot because we had some other topics that we wanted to go over. We have a little time before we get over into Pro Day. He asked specifically, um, how did we come up with the name The War Report? And he said he'd never heard that story. Um, So this isn't a whole story of how the channel came to be. You know, Mike tells that story uh, probably better than I can. But as far as the name is concerned, it really was just kind of a matter of a conversation between me and Mike. Um, literally, so let me just say this first and foremost, almost everything you see is some random conversation between me and Mike. Like we're just on the phone talking about something. And then and and we'll be like, what do you think about doing this? And Facts or not nah is an example of that. He randomly said that at some point in time and we should do something like this and this and that. And then I sat and I thought about it for a minute and I was like. We could do that. And we just came up with the format for how we were going to do it. And we tried it out one time and it worked and we kept doing it. Right. Uh, But the war report, literally, uh, we were trying to come up with a name for what we wanted to call it because it we didn't want to use our names. And I just was like, I don't really know. And I think Mike said something about, you know, wanting to do it called the war report. And I thought about that for a minute and I was like, that feels too generic it feels like something people can knock off it feels like something that's happened before and uh and i was like well it's about it's a show about guys who are friends already and we've already got this rapport with one another let's just kind of put a little you know put a little uh, look, look, paprika on it and, and <laughs> instead of saying report we say report. porously you know <laughs>
1: um,
0: It's it's like uh you know uh stephen colbert you know his name's Colbert, but you know Colbert. You just put a little put a little his paprika name on is that thing. Definitely there. Colbert.
3: <laughs> yeah, his name is Colbert,
0: but he pronounced it Colbert. So it just it was like uh just coming up with a a, a way to be a, a close to something that you're used to, but put a little twist on it. Um, and then it just fit in nicely with you know War Eagle being the the, the battle cry, and then the idea of we were trying to build this community that was about. Because listen, as you guys can see. We remember a lot of you guys' names here in the comments just because we've come to, to, to know you all, if nothing else but from the chat. And so right. we like the fact that we're building this community of Auburn supporters together. Even non-Auburn supporters, there's a ton of people who are fans of other teams that come in and and and, and fellowship Indeed. with us on a regular basis. So we enjoy that. So it's about building that rapport with one another, and maybe we'll have some kind of blowout tailgate one day, and we'll get to see each other face to face. You know, you never know. You never know. Y'all keep supporting like y'all supporting, and we can make that happen a little faster. That's not me passing the collection plate. I do feel like I'm taking up a second offering right now. Um, I'm not preaching, <laughs> but I'm just telling. You know.
3: Three hour check
2: service
0: <laughs> Yo what's up this your man Ike Jones with The War Report, And you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room If you want to get in on the conversation early Catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights At 9pm Eastern, 8pm Central on YouTube Make sure you check out our other content While you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate Our player interview series, Building report Going Strong Alright, enough of that,
2: let's get back to the show so uh, we have Auburn's Pro Day. It's coming up pretty soon, right, guys? Yeah, And sure. this is going to be interesting because, because of COVID, they're doing something a little different, right? Yeah. So it would be the combine, right? So we have four guys from Auburn who are invited to technically what's the combine, but because they're not going to meet... I believe it's in any is in Indianapolis. Where where is the combine?
1: Indianapolis usually. Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis, yeah.
2: Uh, because of that, they're actually having it at the school's pro day, and so because these were the four who would have been invited: KJ Britt, Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, and Jamian uh, Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Those are the four who are actually going to be working out for pro day. And if you guys recall, usually pro day is a day where you see a lot of people come out and work out like I've seen in past years guys who've left the team a year prior try to come out and work out so because of this year being different you're only seeing four guys Mm -hmm. so what are our thoughts about these four and and who are some notable names that you were kind of surprised were not on this list
0: um, you know, I don't know that there's anybody who I was surprised that wasn't on the list. I what I will say is I still have no idea what is going on with Christian Tut. Right, and um, right, the fact that he's not on that list mm. gets puts that even more in the air of like. So is he trying to go pro right now? Like, what is what is Christian Tut doing right now with himself? Right, like, but outside of that, the only other. Uh, senior that I think had pro aspirations would have been Eli Stove, right? Right. Um, so, you know, he's clearly trying to go to, and somebody asked the question, is Flash going to run uh, sub 4-3? Facts and all, it's coming up Friday. We will be talking about that very topic. You are in the zone right there, TJ. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the, Stove is probably the only other person that I think that, um, is interesting that's not on that list um, that I can think about, but Yeah. Christian touched the only other one again that it's clear he's not coming back to Auburn, but what is he doing? Right. I have no idea. He's not in the transfer portal. He's not going to get a chance to do this or he didn't get invited to a combine pro day type thing. So I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't to be to be seen what happens with him um yeah. i know he did enter the portal but then withdrew his withdrew yeah. from the portal so he just faded into he
0: got a um you know a, a, a freaking agent, agent? But Then that was like debunked and they said no he doesn't have one i,
2: I, I don't know what's going on
3: he's in oblivion That's right weird. now um yeah I, you know i'm wondering how this new format is gonna affect a lot of players who um normally wouldn't get Invited to the combine and pro right. day was their time to shine. But now yeah. you have all these combine guys who are going to be coming in and taking the attention of the scouts. So um, the draft will be interesting this year. Right. And I, I suspect that it's going to be a steal, a free agency steal for a lot of NFL teams this year mm-hmm. for guys who will be overlooked at these pro days because they're focusing on combine uh in like they still invited people as if they were having a combine right it's my understanding Um, but they will be performing at their pro days so you know uh how the scouts handle that i I, you know listen the the nfl is a billion dollar business uh multi-billion dollar business so i know that they will find a way to evaluate players but i think that it's going to be a way for them to get kind of get some deals on some of these guys who will be overlooked it may have gone in the latter parts of the draft, but you know, they'll may go undrafted and sign as free agents if you are not an obvious talent, right? So um uh I filmed Jay Ratliff's pro day. And I'll never forget this. Being able to film a pro day was it was remarkable to listen to the scouts talk about the things that they look for, right? So I'm kind of hovering around with my camera and they wanted to see uh some things uh uh that you know are important for NFL linemen and one of those things is is hand placement hand strength, and what you do with your hands. Mm-hmm. And the scouts kept remarking on how good, quick Jay's hands were, right? You know, how quickly he could get his hands on your pads where they had to be and turn the guy,
1: yeah. right? right?
3: Rip and then, you know, and get through them. And uh, he he I, he went, it worked out for him, right? Yeah, so sure. um, that pro day was his way to get on to NFL teams radar. And, and, and then he made a Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I I I'm uh I'm looking for a pro day. Usually, flies under the radar for a lot of these guys. I mean, there's sure. not a lot of fanfare around pro day, um, you know, but it is your chance that if maybe you were overlooked on your team, even uh-huh. where you didn't get a ton of playing time, but you had all the measurables and and you've got a- athletic ability, and your coaches just overlooked you, you can go to a pro day and blow scouts away with your athleticism, right. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and get on somebody's that, radar.
0: Was, I think that was the saving grace for a lot of uh, guys over the last couple of years. Um, or, I mean, really, in, in the 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 history of Auburn, who specifically on the offensive side, if they weren't a running back or an offensive lineman, they almost had no shot, right? Because right. they weren't going to right. get a ton of uh, opportunities at a wide receiver, at a tight end, uh, even at quarterback to show what they could do to a pro- to a pro from the tape. They were just going to have to give you those measurables and be like, man, why wasn't this like, like Darius Slayton is, is someone who comes to mind, right? Yeah. Like he was able to impress with his skills, but the tape doesn't tell you that. Right. You can't go back and get Auburn footage to say Darius Slayton looks like a pro caliber. Like you just don't know that from watching his Auburn tape. Like, and if, if somebody's telling you they saw that based upon, The little 20 catches he had, uh, then they are one of the better scouts that existed, right? You're going probably back to high school tape and just looking at something like that. So Pro Day was your opportunity because if you didn't get to the Combine, you could still show off your skills in front of a limited set of people. But you could give them something to be able to say, okay, that's a little eye popping, right? Like maybe. And then it was there were those guys who did get invited to the Combine but they neglected to go and only had a pro day. Right. And so now you're limiting that field even more and you're having less opportunities for guys to be able to show what they couldn't put on film because they didn't have enough snaps to do so. Right. Right. Um, So it's going to be interesting for sure. um, Seeing kind of how this plays out for some of those guys who had pro aspirations um, and now they are not going to get that opportunity to, to, to have a, a controlled environment to do pro day. Like they're going to have to figure out something different to get a scout's attention. Yeah. Um, so hopefully these guys uh, have some good uh, marketing teams behind them for their social media or something that are going to be able to, I, I don't know how the NFL is going to facilitate allowing some of these other people to get their, uh, the, the ire of some of these scouts up. So,
2: right. So, so who do we, who are we liking, man? Who, who has the, the, who has the opportunity to impress uh, given their measurables, their ability who are we liking? Um Schwartz. 100 yeah. percent I gotta yeah. see Schwartz.
0: Okay. Yeah, Anthony Schwartz for sure. Uh I, I think I honestly I think all of them have the opportunity. Um, you know, no, no diss to my guy Jamie and Sherwood. If I were to put them in a ranking order of who I think is going to be the most eye-popping at pro day, he's gonna come in last. Um, I'd probably rank it Schwartz, Britt, Williams, uh Sherwood if I were to put them in an order of like most. Oh my goodness. What's why is this guy not on my team right now to, okay, maybe he can come in and earn a spot. Right. Because I, I think Jamie Sherwood is a pro caliber player. He's probably going to have to earn his spot in special teams initially right. Um, to, to be able to get on a, make a roster though. Um, But he, he, he definitely has the energy. I, I, I say this all the time. I love Jamie and Sherwood's energy. Um, i love the way he competes he is a sound tackler when he gets you out there in the open field um and uh he's just he he's he's a good communicator out there you know he's not like the best cover guy but that's why he played safety right like he's not supposed to be right. you know a, a man press corner or anything like that right
3: um so
2: that's, you know that's what i would put it in
3: marion thomas says here if uh if 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 you're good enough you 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 will find a way Right. And that's what the combine means to a lot of these guys. And some of them don't even get that chance. Um, You know, one of my favorite stories about a guy making the team because, you know, the NFL is filled with talent that weren't stars in college. Mm -hmm. Of course. You know, you know, uh, they're filled with talent. I remember reading a a, um, ping me in the comments. If you remember hearing this story about uh, Brown's receiver, Damon Sheehy. Right. He was he spent his last two hundred dollars on training uh and he lied his way into a browns tryout hmm. said he knew knew the GM. uh somebody bought it and he went in there and ran like a 4-2 something and just blew them away with his speed uh and uh in the preseason he caught a punt and re- and everybody knew his story at this point that this guy lied his way into a tryout but he was homeless he was sleeping in his car and he returned a punt for a touchdown and like I don't often cry about football, but man, I almost shed a tear. The whole team in joy just jumped on this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and, and they were so happy for him that he was able to essentially go from being homeless to making an NFL roster. Right. You know, and, and yeah. so this is this is this is an opportunity for a lot of these guys to do something that a small percentage of, of, of athletes ever get the chance to do. Right. Regardless of whether you have the talent, some people just never get the chance to show their talent off to the right person. And then True. beauty is in the eye of the beholder when it comes to scouts. Because, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I, I just did, uh, I,
0: I haven't seen this projection that uh, some pe- people think that he could be a first round talent. This is a this is a pretty uh, quarterbacks and defensive backs are pretty heavy in this draft. Uh, right. So if Jamie and Sherwood's being projected that high. I haven't seen that projection, so I, I would welcome the, the uh the link to that wherever you Please. saw that. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I, I would love I'll read it. I'll read it for yeah. sure. Yeah. You, know, you know I'm here for it. That kind um, of guy was Slate. Like I saw somebody talked about Slayton showing out against Purdue, right? And then yeah. getting noticed, you know. And he yeah. was such an underrated, underutilized receiver when he was at Auburn. For receiver. sure. You know, uh, but good enough to <laughs> kill it as a rookie with the Giants. You know, and, and and he is more than a serviceable <laughs> pro. So, how can we have all these guys? Talent evaluation is about to change greatly at all. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't I don't agree with this. JC uh,
2: Wrinkle mm-hmm.
0: says I think Williams gets a higher draft. Gus didn't get him open enough. Flash only has speed, can't take much abuse. I don't I don't know what I agree with that too much. JC, yeah. I I again I watch a ton of film and. I think that Schwartz as a wide receiver is highly (laughs) underrated and speed is something, again, you can't coach speed. Like you can't make Seth Williams faster. Just like you can't make Anthony Schwartz taller. Right. But Schwartz has a knack for getting open and getting past guys. Right. And he does everything right at, from his release off of the line to the end of the route. He does everything right. Like there are just very few flaws in his ability to get open and he has world-class speed. I just don't, I don't know. Seth Williams is probably the better pro look. And to, to your point, you feel like he's a little uh, more fragile than a Seth Williams is. But I think people just think that Anthony Schwartz is a track guy who plays football. Seth when Williams humanity, got banged
2: up a, a quite a bit he,
0: himself. Yeah, Seth Williams' mm-hmm. shoulder looked like it was going to pop out of socket every three plays. Um, but I just think people think that Schwartz is a track guy who plays football when actuality – He's a football guy with track speed. Right. right. And there's definitely a different uh, to me, as as hard as he runs, um, Shivers is more of a track guy who plays football just because he doesn't have the wiggle the and the yeah. you know, the shiftiness. He's a straight line runner. Anthony Schwartz can he he's a he's a little more shifty than you think he right, is. Right, right. Um again, I've I've watched his releases off the line. If you watch Chop It Up of the Pro, we talked about it a little bit about how quickly he crosses a guy's face at the line. Um, I didn't see that quote, I'm sorry. Um Something about Ricardo Lewis.
3: Yeah, it was we talked about this uh during the Jarriss McIntyre interview. Oh frustration um, with wide receivers well, were used Yeah, to about uh, essentially he 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 said that they never taught us how to run routes. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but The the system didn't didn't have to. There
0: was there was literally no reason to learn how to run routes in the system because the system was predicated on the defensive back already being out of position and you were just going to be open, right? Right, It wasn't really about getting open, having any sort of release techniques. How you're going to be, you know, uh, you know, stemming your route at the top? Like there's just none of that mattered in a (laughs) Gus Malzahn system because it was all predicated on misdirection
3: and what they call eye candy.
1: Trust me, they're going to fall for it. You'll be good. Yeah. Hey, they didn't fall for it. What are we going to do?
3: Yeah, like <laughs> let me tell you. I think that Schwartz was underutilized. I think that I think you could say that they didn't get I'm, Schwartz I, I the ball enough. again. I disagree. I
0: I disagree that he's not a nat- Have you he has a natural catcher of the ball. He catches the ball with his hands. He rarely fumbles. Yeah. and it, it, go watch him run routes. Again, forget what you know about his speed. Go watch the kid run a route. Watch how he does his releases off the line and mm. watch how he stacks receivers at the top of the route. He knows how to utilize that track speed. I get it that he's a track guy. I am not debating that. I'm saying that he's not one of those guys who all he is is speed. I think that's a misnomer. I think people
2: have not watched him play football. Yeah, And, you I, only think, f- and I, think, I think people get that impression based on how he was used in this. Right. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. I yeah. think that our
3: system makes you believe that he's just a track guy because we didn't use him for much else.
2: Right. (laughs) And then then when he
3: did beat everybody down the field, he just got overthrown or underthrown, right? Like I I said,
0: if if you don't have to believe me, go watch the film. Don't take any – forget everything I just said and go watch the film, and then you come back to me and you tell me what you see when you watch him release off of the line and you watch him stack receivers once he gets past him because there's a lot of guys who are fast enough to get past the receiver but don't know how to stack them properly. There's a lot of guys who are able to get open but aren't natural catchers of the football with their hands to be able to just pluck it out of the air, turn and do something. I've watched Anthony Schwartz catch passes that were outside of his frame, turn in one motion, get upfield and make plays with mm-hmm. that pass, that's yeah. not something that guys that are just track guys do normally. Right. If you don't right. throw it to them perfectly, they can't make the move. They don't know how to release. They don't know how to stack. That's a football play. That's right. just not. I'm fast, so I'm going to run past you. I'm, like again, mm-hmm. we're going to have to we're going to have to disagree about that because um, he actually again I'm I'm not saying he's a top receiver in the league. I'm not even trying to compare him to somebody like Tariq Hill. I'm saying. That as a wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz has wide receiver skills. He just happens to be really fast. All right. So anyway, uh, we, we can we can disagree about that. Watch the film. And then once we do that, we can have that conversation again.
2: Uh, Aaron is saying Seth Williams is going to be an incredible pro. Bullies highly recruited DBs and will be able to battle in the NFL immediately.
1: Ability was never um, his issue, though. That, like that, That's I, not so, the thing. He,
2: so here's the thing. Seth Williams is
1: definitely... Bully.
0: He, he's definitely a uh, a physical receiver. What I want to see out of Seth Williams, he's great is for the jump ball. He doesn't get the reason why you see him making. This is this is something that uh, you know when you you listen to scouts talk about receivers is that if your best quality is your your ability to make contested catches, that means you're always covered. So, is the issue that you are really that good at making contested catches, or you're never getting separation? Right. right? If it's always got to be a contested catch, that means you're not separating from anybody. And as you get into better competition in the NFL, your ability to separate consistently is what's going to give that quarterback more confidence in your ability to be open at the time that you're supposed to be. Right now, honestly, Seth Williams is not a great route runner. He's Mm -hmm. not. If you go watch him run routes, he does not run routes well. Um, He has literally two moves off the line. That's it. And most of it is just kind of a stutter step to one direction and then get upfield. Uh, he doesn't do a great job of hand fighting off the line. His releases are kind of lazy. Um, he doesn't stem his routes at the top or, or stack his um, uh, the VBs at the top of his routes usually. Um, and, and, and he doesn't do a great job of, of stemming the route when he has to come back for the ball or something like that. Um, again, I'm not saying he can't do that. Mm. The film doesn't tell me that he can, though. It doesn't. I've I've watched him on film and it doesn't tell me his release is good. It doesn't tell me he's 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 able to stack the receiver on the DB at the top. It doesn't even tell me that he's consistently going to be able to be a natural catcher of the ball when he's wide open. He -hmm. can make great contested catches. He's got the ability to fight off DBs while making a catch. I'm not saying he's not a physical receiver. I'm not even saying he doesn't have good speed. I'm telling you when I watch the film, I'm going to keep be again. I'm not. This ain't what I feel. I, I will never come to you. I feel like such and such. I who care what I feel? Nobody cares. None of these guys care what I feel. What I'm going to tell you is what I saw watching the film. That's it. Right. right. And, and We can debate what I saw, but you're going to have to show me on film that it's wrong.
3: Well, and these pro scouts, right, have watched or, or they're they've watched the South Carolina right. <laughs> Carolina game came to mind, like.
2: When we bullying is one him thing, bull-
3: like yeah, it's, it's bullying just, is one thing, right? Like out out manning a, a guy uh, is one thing. I mean, right? But but I'm telling you, right? Like uh, when you get to the next next level, you're not going to be able to bully everybody. Is I mean, the game right. is you're going to have to be smarter you, uh, because there's always there's always somebody who can out physical you at the line of scrimmage in the NFL. And when sure. the scouts when the scouts get to looking at him, right? This is why these pro days are going to be so. These workouts are so important. It tells you, it tells them. What level of investment you are, yeah, to them? I mean, yeah. millions of dollars get decided based on on uh, uh, is this guy ready right. or is he a project? Is he a two year project? Do we need to get him in uh, and teach him some things and and then let him hit the field? And so, that's
0: going to tell you where they the hit, hit how high he gets drafted is going to tell mm-hmm. you what, how they evaluate that ability. If he right. uh, mm-hmm. who is that that was uh, we were talking to one of these guys I think it was Devin um, was talking to us about how. If you draft a guy in the first two rounds, you're expecting but him to be a starter set. by year two? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right? that's, what, that's what he said. So by year if, two minimum. If, if Seth gets drafted in the first two rounds, you can tell someone said to themselves, This guy can be a starter on my team by his second year in the league. Right. Um, Carl was talking about how the thing that, that shocked him the most going through his combine experience was the depth in which they were asking questions about. They were like bringing up scenarios about a particular play. Okay, take me back to when it was third and eight against South Carolina and, uh, you know, and and there was an interception on this play. What happened on that play? What was the Mm. route that you were supposed to run and da-da-da, right? Because they want to know, I saw this effort on the tape. Tell me what happened to produce this result. Exactly. And yeah. they're and- going to drill you on that stuff. And they're going to ask, what were you seeing from this defensive back that made you run your route in this way? What were you seeing from this and this and that? Like, Because they want to know mentally you've got it figured out mm-hmm. and everything else is just a byproduct of – poor timing between you and the quarterback or whatever. they want to be able to eliminate the mental part and say, okay, he's got the physical gifts. I know he's coachable. And he understands what's going on. I just got to get him to focus on a more consistent basis. Because honestly, despite the fact that he has a lot of catches, the film doesn't tell me that he is a pro caliber wide right receiver right, right now. And I think Seth Williams is phenomenally talented. It just doesn't say that.
3: To your point about the depth of the questions, right? Does anybody remember that? so-called sneak in the national championship game that Cam tried to pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chizik, Chizik called a kneel. Yeah. And, yeah and I Cam called that. his own number. Right. And, Gruden, and they asked him about it. Yeah. And, uh, they asked yeah. him about him. Right. In his, in every interview, he got asked about whether he did mm-hmm. what the coaches asked him to do or whether he did what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it won't, it won't just be about physical ability because let me tell you something. These guys are only, ignoring some of the mental and the character things if your physical ability has the upside has to be exponential only right. the greatest of talents get that pass yeah, and right. that's not what seth has right so there's going to be some things that happened. i mean listen he was it versus kentucky he mossed the guy right and it was a great catch but he flexed right on him in front of the referee's face yeah you know and in uh, uh in 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 the nfl where a 15 yard penalty of that sort really hurts your team. People get cut, man. People lose jobs because you had to flex on somebody after a touchdown.
2: Right.
3: Right. And it, he's going to get asked about all this stuff. My biggest worry with Williams and why he may not go as high is going to be about attitude and character. Right. Because the that ball
0: translated to his effort consistently. Oh, certainly on him. the
3: field. Right. He took yeah. plays right. off. Uh, 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 the blow up between him and Knicks on the sideline. Listen, they're going to play that tape back for him in his interviews, right, and they're right. going to ask him what's going on there. Because l- what if you, uh, what if he gets drafted by Tampa? He won't, but but by Tampa Bay, and that's Tom Brady.
1: Nah, right. even worse. Even Brady worse. Space? What if you get drafted by Detroit and the QB play is terrible, or a team where the QB play is terrible? Like you can bark at Bo Nix for playing bad. You ain't about to bark at a fifty million dollar quarterback. Or, yeah, right. or, you know, walk off on the coach when he's trying to talk to you. Like, that's not going to yeah. happen in the pros. So, they got to cool. – I think he's sixth, seventh round. I hope he's better. Like, I really hope he's fourth round. I think that's the best case for him based on – I got him I
0: got him fifth. I, got I can him see fifth. him going around the fourth round. Uh, I think that's the high spot for me. But, again, he I ain't got money to high. give you, Seth. So, hey, if you get drafted <laughs> in the second round, more power a big to you. big war eagle. Brother, get your you. money. A big war yes.
2: eagle to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marion Thomas. Know. Yeah, he did. I was amazed he didn't get penalized. I was surprised he did not get. I was amazed he didn't get
1: penalized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I for mean, sure.
3: It, it was worrisome. And then you know, I mean, it was a classic moment versus Mississippi State where the DB was jawing at him. Yeah, right. And yeah, then he comes back, that. and then he got it back. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm telling you, like, I mean, it, it just seemed like he was so borderline on some penalties, and and in a crap season for us in terms of record. Um, uh, if the stakes were higher, I, I promise you that those things could have come back to bite to bite him. Now, remember what we went through in 2010. In Nick Fairley made a name for himself in that way, mm-hmm. and then yeah. we get to the Iron Bowl, and he makes a clean sack on right. McElroy, and yeah. he he didn't fl- he did he to me it was not uh uh, uh, uh unsportsmanlike. But they called it on him anyway because he made a name for himself in that way.
2: His reputation preceded him by that, point. right? Yeah. And
3: and, it, and it, it, it almost cost us. Now he he came back and he he had the sack fumble to end the second half. To in my estimation, save the game anyway. So he was just a playmaker. But you know these kind of things matter, and they're going to grill you at the next level. I mean, I don't I don't know if people understand the difference between being the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round is millions of dollars. Yeah. That they're making these decisions based on. Who was, who was the
0: kid that had the whole uh, weed smoking video that dropped like the day before the draft?
1: Larry Mm -hmm. McTunzel. Larry McTunzel. Yeah. So Larry Mm.
0: McTunzel lost tens of millions of dollars just because he dropped like 10 spots in the draft. Like that's a, that's a huge difference. And, What you are able to show consistently on film speaks to your character more than 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 Mm -hmm. some of these guys realize. And and when somebody comes and asks you about it, your answer can't just be, oh, I was upset Mm -hmm. because what's going to stop you is the only the only barrier between you being upset like this when it's going to cost us playoff appearances is your paycheck hmm Then I just don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe That's just because we're paying you that all of a sudden you just won't do that anymore. Yeah, right? listen. Right.
3: Um, this says him and both both need to be benched for those arguments. Like, listen, I wondered what this said about Bo's leadership ability. Right? I didn't make I didn't come to any conclusions. It just it just made me wonder, right? Like, you know, um,
1: is our quarterback a leader of Ben? Are no, they listening he, he, to him? He's not, man. Listen, right? like, we we've seen you know, that. We've seen that before where What it looked like was exactly the dynamic between Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the guy because the brass says he's the guy. But the players are like, I don't want to play. I don't want to get overthrown, get underthrown, get missed on my route. I'm tired of that. But you're a Mm -hmm. pro and they're collecting checks. So they're going to continue to be professional. But when Jalen Hurts went in there. Everybody livened up, man. Everybody had a little pepper in their step. You could tell they didn't want uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback anymore, but they don't get to make that decision. Here, it looked like, and we all thought this, Gus had given Bo the preferential pick. Like, he was going to keep playing no matter what. And unfortunately, Seth can't do anything about that. He can't go, hey, man, sit this guy down because you know that Bo's going to play. So you bark at Bo you missing me, man. Like, this is supposed to be my last year. I had this pegged out. I'm a junior. I was supposed to show right, out right. this year. Exactly. I'm not getting right. my and, numbers. And I'm not getting my catches. Especially the
0: way the season started, right? Like, right. he started with Kentucky. He was going out there, showing out. And then you get to the next game, and it's and it falls apart quickly. I think in his mind, Seth was like, I'm losing money right now. Give right. mm-hmm. me the ball. Right, right, right,
1: exactly. right. And every right.
0: time he went wide open and nobody looked his direction, he got more frustrated. Every time he was open and he and it was a bad throw, he got more frustrated. Every time somebody else was open and the play broke down, he got more frustrated. Every time a DB was talking jump to him and he didn't get a chance to embarrass him, he got more frustrated. And listen, again, I know people get mad at me cuz they say I talk badly about our players. Again, I can't say anything that's not on film. Yeah. You don't put it on film, I can't talk about it.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that's just correct. Yeah. that's don't
0: do it in the game and i have nothing to say i have nothing yeah. to say i that's can't right. speculate on anything that happened in practice i didn't see that so but i can tell you
3: what i saw in the film so if you're seth what advantage is there to you to come what can you what are you going to prove in one more year of college football well okay right. so what what's what do what you
1: what do you what can you prove i think for him it's all right i set this goal i said i am this talented i'm gonna put in three years and i'm going to the league I don't think he had the year he wanted to have. So for him, for him the question is, number one, do I trust Bo Nix to put mm-hmm. me on display like I need to be on display? Right. I know right, it's a new coaching right. staff. I don't know them. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if they're going to make Bo better. So what am I going to do? Do I believe in me? Do I believe that, you know what, maybe I do have some, some right. slack in my That's game. But I'm going to put it on myself to pick up my slack. To step up my game to the next level and be out there in front of some pros, get that next level coaching, sign with the agent, and I'm going to bet on me to get this money that might be available to me right now. Because I don't know what's going to happen next year. Right. right. I was ready to dominate my junior year and this guy was out here playing buns. Do I want to come back for that? (laughs) Right. Buns. Right. right. Right.
3: Yeah. Right. No, I, agree with
2: that I mean, no, we under, we understand but, but, we understand full well why Williams oh, left. Like,
3: but, but to Lawrence, Lawrence Robinson's point, again, I agree. Yeah, I agree me, that we, we had no just had
0: this conversation was that today or uh, yesterday, uh, I don't know. one day recently yeah, we were talking the, about it we it, had clearly, no choice.
3: We yeah. had no choice. But that is the problem. The problem is has
1: been that we have no choice. Wait. But to play. Le, let me, that let we me don't have a this. backup to go to. Let me ask you this though. So my question would be then Based on who left, so we know Malik Willis left, and we know now mm-hmm. that he would, especially in a system that was Gus-ish, it was Chad Morris, but okay. he would have been a very good second option, or oh, probably a be- better am I, am first I, option. Malik Willis should have been the starter, bro. He should have I'm been the starter. because
0: the system was just made for him. Like, he's, I, I right. don't think, again, Mike and I were just talking about this, I don't think that Bo Nix is a worse <laughs> thrower of the football than Malik Willis, right? Yeah. I think... For whatever reason, because Gus Malzahn said to himself he wanted to be more proficient passing the ball, Mm -hmm. he went with the guy with the better arm. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just think that the upside for Malik Willis in this system was higher because he is more of a run threat than Bo Nix. And even though Bo Nix has a high Mm -hmm. level of Mm athleticism— Malik Willis is kind of he's like elite level athleticism from the quarterback yeah. position though mm-hmm. right Right. and so I think he just fits better in that type of system that makes the defense have to be honest to that keep every single play right yeah uh, because it's the difference between the guy can go get a first down and the guy's a home run threat Malik right. Right. Willis is a home run threat right, right. Uh, if, he t- if he tucks that ball and comes around the corner you don't catch him
3: within the first couple of yards you might not Thank you for listening to the War Report Podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the About section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click Join to become an insider. War Eagle, and now back to more of the show. I just I just think at the end of the day, it wouldn't have mattered because of the guy coaching them and the guy called the guys calling plays.
0: You're probably right. And I still I still fault I still fault the
3: wide receiver coaches, too,
0: for for Seth, lack of regression. I talked about this before. He's the same wide receiver. He was freshman year. Yeah. You, you you can't show me a thing that Seth Williams does better freshman to junior year and, and say anything other than who was coaching this guy because he's the, he's the exact same wide receiver.
2: Right. Y'all, yeah. Y'all going yeah. And I just Cox I just, I just don't think I just don't think <laughs> I just don't think we can take a person's success at another school and act like it would happen at Auburn. I mean, for sure. And, and yeah, Malik right. Willis, by his own admission, was like, hey, I begin to take things seriously after Auburn. Right. Oh, yeah. And so right. You, you combine that yeah, with, the coaching, with the coaching, everything in place. I don't know if Malik Will- Willis becomes Malik Willis at <laughs> Auburn. Right. Yeah, and right. so we just have a new culture now where that can potentially happen. It's right. just up I'll, to the yeah. player.
3: I'll tell you what. Bo Nix at Ohio State sits his first two years. And by the time he hits the field, he is actually ready to go.
2: Yeah. Right. Because they would have coached him. Right. No, no. Most importantly, because they have
1: better quarterbacks right. to go in front of him. We did not have clearly right. better quarterbacks yeah. to go in front. of. Right.
2: right. Or, or he, he doesn't
3: does
0: he play the field either. at Ohio State.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. but that, that, that doesn't mean <laughs> that he wasn't
3: good. Right. That yeah. means that they actually had and you can't look at their end result and say that they made a bad decision with Joe Burrow. Right. You just can't. Right. I mean, right. They, they're
1: consistently well in the, for the conversation everybody. for everybody. Same thing
0: with, now, I, that's the exact opposite of Justin Fields at Georgia. Like, I just don't know.
1: Yeah, they needed him.
0: I don't know what they were doing at Georgia to they say Justin it. Fields yeah. is not our guy, but uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I
3: mean, I mean uh, ideally, you keep Fields on the team, but again, it was hard to argue with the amount of talent they seemingly had at the time, and these guys just aren't willing to wait. Fields, yeah, they had an, they had an embarrassment
2: around. of riches. They had an embarrassment yeah. at one yeah, time. if he was what willing to, yeah, yeah just, if, they were just okay.
3: If they, if they were, if he was willing to wait, he'd eventually would have gotten that starting job at Georgia. We are talking about Georgia?
1: Yeah. Yes. Justin okay, Fields. Okay, so let's if, see. Wait, wait. So Justin Ethan Fields probably would have started and this year. And he Romm. would have he would have started this year after Fromm left, right? That would be his first year starting. Um, the, Excuse me, the, the past season, the season that just mm-hmm. passed. Passing, he would have like, been two his years? first year starting. To... Yeah, two years. So let me get this straight. He would have. Um. You You think Jake Fromm's a better quarterback than Justin Fields? No, that's
3: not what, no, I'm saying. That's not what we're saying. Oh. I'm saying eventually they would have pulled from. I don't Fields think they would have pulled from. Yeah, I do. I do, mm. I do believe. I believe. I think that if you if you look at the pattern at all these other schools, they change quarterbacks. Man, they're not afraid to pull the guy because they know that the guy who just barely lost a job is just as talented. Well, that so here's what Auburn you're is the only place where we're starting. No, God, it's worse. That's, Ohio, not that's not true. That's not true. Because Jim
1: Chaney no, was the OC. Better. Okay, gotcha. right. Okay. Nobody better. Jim Cheney was the OC at Georgia though, and what Jim Cheney wanted to do was not Justin Fields' strengths. hi Ryan Day was like, oh, you give, give me this guy. Bit and I'm going to make well. I have the athletes and the system to make him shine in a way that Georgia was not willing to do.
2: That's a, that's a good point, B. Because yeah, he didn't fit. I thought it was an odd. Them. I thought it was an odd recruitment. Yeah, I, I mean, so we we can say for sure Justin <laughs> Fields probably picked the wrong
0: school initially, he did. just because I I, you know, I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, they had to offer that man some money because nothing about that made sense that they were back there making him
3: run uh, fake punts. And stuff. I mean, like, what are we doing with Justin yeah. Fields? Let's be right.
0: let's be for real.
3: But again, when you recruit so, so much talent, I take from over Nick's.
1: I take anybody in that Georgia room over anybody that we've had at Auburn. You know why? Because, okay, yeah, if we're going to get their O line and their running backs, you're going to give us all their talent too? That's a huge difference. Jake Fromm here? I mean, you had Stidham.
2: You had Stidham. Stidham was more athletic than Jake Fromm.
1: Yeah. Jake Fromm was mid. He was just at a place just littered with talent. He has Sonny Michelle and, and, and uh, Chubb running Nick the Shaw. ball. They Georgia has offensive linemen getting drafted top three rounds every year. That's not what we have here. Jake Fromm would have been both probably worse. Nah, I don't know about worse. Under our coaches, yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's so what are saying. saying in our yeah. system, we don't have system. to replace a
2: lot of stuff, to, stuff to put yeah, Jake Fromm yeah. over
3: here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, yo, like, come on, man. Uh, uh, he wasn't 57% in high school. He was always a more so accurate again. We're not talking.
0: Uh, I I think Jake Fromm is a more accurate passer, but right, at right. best, Jake Fromm is a game manager. He's not a game breaker, right? Mm-hmm. And okay. That's so, well, it. That's what I, we got now. I don't Worst. even know we have. Nah, a game he don't manager manage the game. Yeah, he's not right a game manager. We won. And he does. He, Nicks, he does. Bo he is, he is a game breaker. He breaks the game. Uh, so, but li- listen, for whatever it is, <laughs> I again we can't fall. We we we. I think people have fallen in love with the potential that Bo Nick shows, and he has a ton of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, what, uh, I don't want to, you know, break it up too much, but AT said, listen, uh, potential did he, I don't, I don't remember if this was on camera, off camera, but he was basically saying like, if you saying a guy has a lot of potential, that means that he's not showing it on the field. It, it never transferred into actuality on the field. And that's literally the worst thing that you have as a player is a bunch of potential because people are basically saying you never show it. And right. that's what people keep trying to feed me with Bo Nix is potential. And it's like, so when am I going to see it? Where are the offensive line? Where are the receivers? Where are the coaching staff? When am I going to see
3: mm-hmm. And
2: stuff let me on tell the you, field?
3: These NFL teams are not investing millions of dollars in that kind of potential. As a matter of fact, top three rules of falling in love is don't fall in love with potential. Right. Show it to me first. You know what? So like. Is, I, I will just, on, I'll tell ahead. you this. I'll tell you this, right? Um, again, talent evaluation is going to – I want to bring this full circle back to uh, evaluation, right? Talent evaluation is going to change, right? And, and because we're talking about Pro Day, um, we're working on a segment where we bring in an NFL scout to talk about how they evaluate talent and what they see when they look at players. What are the things that they look for? Because I get a lot of heat for giving you guys advanced statistics, but these scouts look at those advanced statistics because it's they're able to tell a story about a guy who, you know, may look good on paper. But, you know, before they invest billions of dollars, they're digging into every single part of your life. They want to know what you ate for breakfast. They want to know why did you run this play? They, they, they go right. into literally everything. So that being said, uh, 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 these statistics also tell a story about guys who maybe didn't see the field as much, right? So they maybe the potential that we're talking about, you didn't get a chance to show it because, you know, your coaches just didn't play you for some reason because that happens. And they say, wait, this guy never saw the field as much, but look at his athletic ability. Let's look at these statistics, man, and and maybe we should give this guy a shot. There's Devin. He finally showed up. Hey, Devin. So, like, I just don't think that if you are – If you are looking at at, 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 at what we have and how we're going to evaluate in the future, I'll be interested to see what these scouts have to say about the players that we have that decided to jump. Right. Again, for Seth, I honestly don't believe he benefited from coming back another year was the right decision for him to go. Right.
2: Yeah. Too many I, I, so I
3: don't fault him or Schwartz for
0: saying right. Like, all right, right, I've had enough of this. Yeah, it's it's right. done.
3: Let me just go show if you believe in your God given talent, it's time to go to the next level and show yeah. somebody. Yeah. That 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 knows how to see what you got. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and then hopefully the team that he goes through knows how to put him in the best position to use his talents. Yeah. You know, uh, uh so many of, of of uh Bama and Florida <laughs> and Georgia, so many of their players get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't even know if Watt is here tonight. I don't think I've seen yeah. him tonight, but we still appreciate that, for real. Hey, yeah. Corey. Um, I think so many of their players get drafted because they just they actually get the opportunity to showcase their talents on the field. So it's easier to evaluate their guys because, like you said, it's not just a bunch of potential. Mm-hmm. You can see it on the field. Right. Right. Yeah, our guys are going in late rounds, it, or not at all, because they don't
1: get the chance to show it on the field. Even though, you know? and, and I and think... This is a side effect of, of what happens Alabama as well is you look great when everybody around you is great. You look better on tape than you're going right. to look because not only is everybody around you great, the competition you're playing, there's no team that is more talented than you and very rarely are you lining up against a team that is equally as talented as you. And mm-hmm. in the NFL, everybody's as talented as you, if not better. You, It's very, very low chance you are just the best out-of-this-world player. That's what the Pro Bowl is. That's what Aaron Donald is. That's what right. Aaron Rodgers is, Mike. But yeah. when you're at Bama, <laughs> it's, so they, they kind of get that preferential treatment to a certain extent because I see scouts see them on tape doing their job extremely well and excelling. Right. The problem is, as has been alluded to with Tua, and I again, I asked that question early last year. You Mac did. Jones and is looking really good. I,
0: I, I scoffed at it initially you when did. you said it. But after I watched last year play out, I had to agree with B. Will's assessment that Tua might have been a product of the talent around him and not the other way around.
1: And I think they asked a couple of uh, wide receivers. No, I don't know if they the ones... asked
0: they asked um, Devontae Smith specifically. Right. Who is he? Prepared, who he, did he would he choose prefer? between the two of them? And without hesitation, without hesitation. He picked the new guy over over Tua. Of course he did. Right? I mean, you kind, kind of pocket quarterback. To. Yeah, it got to right. I you mean, but still, I mean, Tua t- is not. <laughs> it's not that
1: he's not a pocket quarterback. He holds the ball too long. He's he's used to when you can have a guy running butt naked down the field, and you know you can get six. You want to get six, but Matt Jones. So I'm going to take what is given to me. Fortunately for him, what was given to him was wide receivers just running butt naked all over the field. But he also knew when to not throw it, or when to get it out of his hands. He made better decisions. Tool was too prone to make a mistake trying to get to the, home the home run right every, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Gus would have it. I, loved I think, he would have, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I uh, I just think uh, I'm excited for this pro day because I, I, it's going to tell me a lot about the talent that we have in, the talent that's left, right? Uh, there, there could be a bunch of potential that actually gets their chance to show it on the field next year. Under different talent evaluators, so if they yeah. come through so, and Schwartz turns into is like a the top three round pick, and Seth is a top three round pick, and Stove goes in the late rounds, then that'll tell me something about what we actually had.
2: Yeah. Can NFL, we, can we talk about
0: through. this the, this this graph real quick though? Of, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: well, yeah. We, yeah, had th- we throw
0: this up real quick. We hadn't talked about this. This is the list of people who have been invited to the combine by school in the sec so we're talking about people who the nfl scouts thought Mm. had enough talent that they wanted to see a little bit more um this is where auburn ranks on that list number nine in the number of people who have been invited to the nfl combine i just put boise down here at the bottom just to kind of show you that hopefully this is not a trend (laughs) it's going to be the direction that we're coming out uh, hey uh,
3: war eagle yeah
0: that war eagle but yeah, so um, so yeah. What do you guys think about
3: this right here? What do you think about that?
2: Mm, well, it's troubling. I'm looking forward to changes <laughs> on the planes. Is what I'm. Yeah, is what I think that tr- about
3: that. That trend has to change. Um, I'm
2: looking forward to to uh, hey, let's get ready to drink. I'm looking forward to days of strength. In conditioning, I'm looking forward to development. I'm looking forward to putting these guys in positions so that they can succeed. I'm looking forward to better play calling. I'm looking forward to better better evaluation and utilization of talent, better roster management. These things to put us in position where we're actually winning games and competing in games. It, it puts eyes on these kids to be able to showcase what they can do. That's what I'm looking forward to under this coaching staff. We know what went wrong under the previous coaching staff, but I'm looking forward to seeing these new things. And and again, it's why we've been excited is because we see a head coach that gets up early in the morning and works out. (laughs) And and we will be happy for him (laughs) if that happens, right? Um, We will see. We will see. We see a head coach who's willing to get up in the morning to work out with these kids. I'm looking at a coach who's talking about, Uh, These guys eating right, training right, preparing Mm -hmm. for for the long haul. Like and again, like the mottos, the fourth and one mentality, you know what I mean? Winning winning the day, you know, getting better, doing the little things right. The little things that you do, it matters like the messaging that he's he's in the culture he's instilling. Those things are important. And so if we start doing those things, you're probably going to start seeing guys who are buying in. We're going to see more and more and more of that more yeah. guys being invited <laughs> to these combines so i can't yeah. agree enough with this absolutely for the love of god please absolutely, excited. Excited. We, absolutely. We,
0: we have had yeah. too much absolutely.
2: talent like i know
0: sal canella was probably so upset that he chose auburn um to come to for for his uh college career not really sal
1: Cannella, I, I think he did well for what he was he he caught the clutch touchdown pass here he and did there well Well enough. He wasn't big enough as a tight end to be a truly blocking tight end. That was his problem. That's
0: that's what the problem is, because he's not a truly blocking tight end. He's a pass catching tight end. Right. So you're supposed to use the guy for what he's good at, which is getting open and throwing him the ball. And they call a few touchdowns. He did, but that's my point is that it should he have been a caught lot more. more.
2: He could have caught more for sure. Who was Our, his as quarterback? As, as
0: many trips as, uh, again, we know this. We know That's this. why, I said, that's know why this. I said he is regretting <laughs> making the decision to come to Auburn because he thought he was coming to a place where he could get utilized.
1: I bet Schwartz regrets coming to Auburn. Seth regrets <laughs> coming to Auburn. Their last two years were with Bo as quarterback and a terrible offensive line. Not a terrible, a mediocre to bad averaged, offensive
0: very line. Very average offensive line.
1: That, that right. Listen, we, I don't want to say, I, I hate saying that we wasted guys, but these last two years we have wasted. been the worst two we years for an offensive player uh, yeah. since, we I'm wasted. trying to imagine when it was worse. I don't know if it's been worse.
0: It's anymore. been a while. It's been a while since our offense has been
1: this Embarrassing to it's see. Pretty bad
3: yeah. in 2012.
1: Uh, yeah, I would uh, just say. Yeah, but we were all yeah. really And those guys got to reprieve in 2013. Instant. Look, turn around. There you go. Success. Yeah. yeah 20, it was pretty bad. It, it was pretty bad.
2: 2012. 2015. 2015. Hold wait, wait, hold, 2015.
0: Hold, hold, hold on. Pump the brakes, Corey. Where? Hold on. Where? Where is it? Corey, Where have you been, sir? What? What do you mean we play a drinking game? We play this drinking game every time. If somebody, so okay, for the uninitiated, I guess we should tell everybody because you might not be hip to the inside jokes and stuff like that. That might have predated you watching the channel a little bit, Corey. Corey knows. Anytime somebody mentions strength and development, uh, strength and conditioning, excuse me, or development, you're supposed to take a drink, right? Like that's just kind of how it goes. So if the you are those things, whatever you, <laughs> like it don't have to be, a, you know, alcohol, but you know, you, you go get you a war pour mug. And then every time somebody mentions one of those things, you take a drink.
3: Hey, that's how it goes. That's how we get mm-hmm. down here. Yeah, we did waste a lot of talent. This agreed, group, agreed um, about yeah. CJ uh,
2: Yuzuma. Yeah, yep.
3: Yuzuma was a great a type, pro,
1: but he But see, see, Usama is a guy
0: who could block really well too. Yes, so he could do though both. He did not get a chance to like show some of the other things that he could do. Because he was so good at blocking, mm-hmm. he could still make it to the league because right. people are like, oh, OK, he's an he's an athletic freak. And we know he can do this. Well, let's see what else we could do with him. Right. And he was able right. to do that. Sal canella was a he was specialized at a thing. Like you think about like an Eric Ebron in the league. Nobody thinks Eric Ebron's good at blocking, but they right. know he's going to get open and he's going to catch the ball. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of skill set Sal canella had. He was not in the offense that allowed him to do that. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Listen, I, I, CJ Uzuma was one of my favorite tight ends that came through Auburn. Um, you know, and it's time to... You, does anybody remember Cooper Wallace? Like the name. Super, super, super <laughs> underutilized. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember Cooper. Like, like, I mean, he was a good tight end. I'm not going to say underutilized. Good he was hands. A good tight end. Yeah, great hands. I mean, if you threw him the ball, he was going to catch it. He made some big plays in his time at Auburn. Um, you know, we... I, oh,
2: my God. I wanted to Brandon see what we was going to do process. with this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
3: I mean, there were some uh, tight ends that we had c- come through that just didn't last because we didn't use them as well, too. Some highly recruited guys. Yeah. Some four and five star guys that came through, and it just was no plan. And, and we now have in. the
0: opportunity to get a reprieve on that because mm-hmm. we have our tight end room is one of the best tight end rooms I've seen at Auburn in years. There's no reason why we can't be in in 12 and 22 personnel consistently. Yes. yes. Having two tight ends on the field and have the ability to out of the same formation do a ton of different things because we have the talent. Um, you know, like I, I, I'm pretty high on JJ McKees. I, I know I keep pumping, you know, his name out here. I don't know the brother in, in real life. I just think that he blocks too well and also has the athletic ability to, to, with nimble feet, to not be utilized in an offense. It just doesn't make sense to me how you don't figure out a way to keep him on the field and, figure out how to get his conditioning the way that it needs to be so he can be a three-down guy and he consistently make plays for you, whether it's in the blocking scheme or putting the ball in his hands. I just don't understand how that could possibly happen. We found a way to do that last year, though. We found yeah. a way to make sure yeah. that he was only available. I mean, we saw in the old Miss game, we saw him make that dude. complete the elite. He the absolutely made that. He oh, made him look like a little <laughs> kid on the field, right? We saw game one against Ooh. Kentucky. They ran him out on. So he, he ran a, the the fly sweep motion as uh, whatever size he is tight end, then come across the field and just intimidate the hell out of a DB to the point where the guy just kept backing up because he's like, I don't want the parts of that block. And that's the reason why Anthony Schwartz was able to take that wide receiver. Don't look don't at, this, look about at his Luke, room.
2: Don't forget about Luke Deal. You're leaving him.
0: Luke Deal, Shanker, sure. Fromm, Frazier, Pagise, five. Quality tight ends. Shanker's probably the only one that's really more of a fullback H-back. Like he he can play tight end just because he blocks blocks well. But all the rest of those guys should be an end-cap tight end that you can put out there consistently, and they have enough athleticism to catch the ball, and they are definitely good enough with their hands and their ability to put a guy on the ground and pancake block. Brandon
2: King, yeah. There's no landed like just get ready, get guy. get get ready for get ready for the multiple tight end sets. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to see us use these guys in, in unique ways. It's, it's, and I'm just the, excited and to see that, guys. That's exciting used about that it, never got used. The thing that's exciting about
0: it for me is it means that you don't have to exchange personnel. Right. You can run out of the right. same base set, but you can run so much stuff if you can figure out how to put the, both of those guys on the field at the same time. Shift one of those guys back to be a fullback on a play. Next play, mm-hmm. he's going to be lining up at the end. Next mm-hmm. play, he's going to be split out wide. But you don't ever have to substitute anybody. And you can go right. faster, right? You can do the thing that Gus wants to do, which is go faster out of the same personnel set. You just give them a different look. Same
2: guys. Right. Right.
3: right. Yeah. It's gonna and be, you're actually it's, using them. It's going to yeah. be exciting Imagine to watch, that. right? Um, you know, as, as practice starts, right? And I think that the first scrimmage is actually going to be um, Saturday the 27th. All right. So uh once that scrimmage comes, uh, you know, if I don't I don't not sure if it's gonna be open or if they're gonna do a closed scrimmage, but I'll be on pins and needles to hear what we're hearing, see what we're hearing coming out of that. You know, um, is anybody separating themselves? Um uh listen, man, this is the debut the debut of Demetrius Davis. Yeah, you know, I'm telling I've been trying to tell everybody, listen, this kid is coming. And he is not going to—he's not coming to ride the bench year one. He's coming to push for the job. And whether he wins it or not, Auburn wins if he pushes for the job. I can't imagine this, Joshua. I can imagine
0: three tight ends on the field and J.J. as a fullback. I I can imagine all of that, and I can see us steamrolling guys in the running Mm -hmm. game and then the play-action game being unstoppable. That's exactly what I can see. Mm
1: -hmm. Because,
0: again, if you're running out of 22 personnel— Right, you got two tight ends and two running backs. A running back and a fullback has twenty-two personnel. For those of you who are who don't mm-hmm. know the, the terminology, if you're if you have twenty-two personnel on the field and you are consistently just mashing guys at the point of attack, like your offensive line is downhill and you've got a lead blocker coming through, and you're just you're able to get the edge because Tank is really good about bouncing that thing out to the outside, and then you turn around and you act like you're going to give him the ball, and then instead of blocking you know, JJ Pegues or one of these other guys slips that block and goes upfield, he's going to be wide open just because you just don't know what's coming. Like, yes, I can imagine that. And it makes me very happy to be able to see that that's a potential thing based upon what I've seen from both Mike uh, Bobo and Brian Harson with the offenses that they've run previously, that that is absolutely a thing that can happen. And it is going to be impossible to stop if the run game is blocked well.
2: You can right. neglect your assi- your assignments defensively with Gus because you just knew what he was going to do. Under these guys, you're going to have to be disciplined because you're going to have to account for guys now on the field. Like, you, right. you have to defend the whole field now. So, looking forward mm-hmm. to it, man. Six days. Six days, Six guys. Six
3: days, man. Six days. I see Wesley asking about uh, spring practice schedule. Um, or Tuesdays and Thursdays for film review. Um, so that is normally how it goes, right? They'll get some stuff on tape. Um, you know, this is everybody's introduction into this new offense. So this spring practice is really, really, really important for these guys learning a new system Um, to the extent that they did not have to learn a new system last spring headed into the fall. Um, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that kept our season from being a complete disaster. Right with no spring practices, so uh, and I'm, and I'm hoping uh,
2: they can stay, you know, stay safe, avoid any any COVID, anything that delays the spring. So, hope mm-hmm. they can get through with a, with a good spring with no guys being held out, and they can they can catch on and learn as much as they can. So, yeah, no injuries. Sure, I think we've
1: all said that, but man, I don't want any torn Achilles or ACLs. Like, please, man, just everybody make it through this camp, getting all the work you need to get in, and I don't want anybody to be out for the for the summer and fall. Right. and conditioning.
3: <laughs> they're, they're doing it right now. They're Drink doing guys. strength and conditioning, right? Like strength and conditioning, and you'll worry less about, about injuries. I, I, the, the weight room videos I've enjoyed the most coming out of this pre-camp, the weightlifting, strength training that they're doing. Uh, it looks intense in there. It looks like there's a lot of competition, a lot of enthusiasm in the weight room, um, and that enthusiasm will certainly transfer to the field on Saturdays. Um, uh, because they are cultivating a winning mindset In the weight room right now So the Iron Man of the week thing Is that something we were always doing Or, or did that start with Harson No, that was i bet I
0: mean, say if they had a concept like it I don't think that they no. were doing it
3: The social media push,
0: They weren't advertising sure that They were yeah. highlighting that Yeah, that,
2: I think the they same. were doing it they were doing yeah. it, but I but, but yeah. T-
0: again, to me, that, that that shows a concerted effort by this staff to say this. These are the things that we want to highlight about our spring practice, or mm-hmm. about our 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 um, off season program. Right. Off season program is going to be focused on highlighting guys who are working hard in the gym, and we want to make sure that it's something that you you all can be proud of. That your work right here matters to us, and we see it. We're going to recognize it, not just amongst one another and da da da. You know, because the bell's been there for a while when they're doing max days and all that. Right. But we want to make Make sure the public knows we're in here working. You guys don't have to worry about that. Yes, we are putting in work. Everybody's doing it, and we want to highlight a different guy every time. I love that.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, guys, yeah, we're, we're at time already time at the mind. hour and a half. Mark, i' way mm-hmm. too much tonight. I apologize, y'all.
3: I
2: apologize, Oh no, man, the people love it. You do your it's thing, get the people hey, going. Film breaker <laughs> downer <laughs>
1: guy, you do your thing.
3: <laughs> oh man, listen. Um, we gonna uh, take us out, out here. Uh, yep. So again, we appreciate everybody joining us. Tomorrow is Chop It Up with a Pro Devin Aroma Shadu. If you are an insider, you will get to ask Devin any question you want. Um, uh, if you're not an insider, you w- will only for this month be able to view, but not ask any questions. So please don't send me any angry DMs asking why you couldn't ask questions if you are not an insider. Um, uh, I'm, completely humbled and, and blown away by the generosity and the super chats tonight. If you want to continue to support the work we do, please hit that. GoFundMe. me. Uh, you can find this link in the about section of our YouTube channel. Um it, It's uh, labeled help us grow. Um, so we appreciate you guys continuing to do that. The merch store is up. Listen, the merch store is hot. We're about to drop some new strength and conditioning merch for you guys. So uh, if you want to get your weight up, visit that merch store. And as always, um become a member, right? Uh, this is the best way to support what we do um, is just with a small monthly contribution to help us continue to increase our production value um, and being able to bring you guys more interviews, more access, more analysis, uh, you know, more of the things that you want from the war report. So uh, uh, your donations give us the time to be able to continue to produce the content that you like. Uh, and we appreciate that support
2: yes we do guys and continue to support continue to share continue to put people onto our show we need it guys it helps us out a ton if you haven't done it already what are you doing please like and subscribe to our show on YouTube Uh, you can also find us at the war report on Instagram and Twitter we're also TW report on TikTok fellas we're signing off but as always war equals or, or Eagle. Eagle.